welcome to The Swolistic Show. I'm your host, Jesse Lockhart, a realtor turned holistic health coach and personal trainer. I'm obsessed with empowering you to make yourself a priority so you can transform your health, your body, and your life through holistic-based practices. Get ready for inspirational stories and actionable advice to start living your own swolistic life. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Swolistic Show. I apologize. We've been on a little bit of a, an unintentional hiatus, but sometimes life happens and you're traveling and you forget to podcast record or you're packing and you have no time to podcast record. So it's just been a little bit of a whirlwind, but I'm excited to be back here with you guys. We have Bryce Franson in the house, and I'm super excited to have Bryce here on the show. So Bryce, welcome. Thank you, Jesse. I'm super excited to be on here. It's exciting to just to kind of connect and I think share the story. I know we've talked about it a few times, and uh, so I'm super excited just to kind of share the journey that I've been through. Um, you know, I know that you know you tend to cater towards a female audience, so I think it's always interesting to be able to just kind of showcase that everyone male or female kind of have these these health journeys that we go on and I've never shared this publicly in like a recording like we've talked about I'll talk to people so I'm excited to see who this may this may help yeah I I'm really excited to hear more about like your health journey and and of course you know about what you do so for everyone listening um if you've missed a couple of the past episodes I just want to share that Bryce is a podcast partner with me and so I talk a lot about him and what he's doing and if you're local to like the Phoenix area he has some events that he puts on and so we'll we'll talk more about that towards the end of the episode but Bryce is a podcast partner and I'm really honestly grateful to you Bryce for believing in the mission and the you know in this show so thank you for that but to kick things off why don't you just kind of give us the cliff notes version of who you are what you do kind of the your wikipedia page if you will <laughs> yeah absolutely so i mean my name is Bryce Franson a lot of people know me and actually most people tend to know me more as the lending giant in the social media world um, I am a six foot nine mortgage professional and financial consultant here and mainly licensed California, Arizona, uh, but my team can kind of go anywhere, but I've been in the financial industry for about almost 12, 11, 12 years, somewhere in that range. Um, I was 19, I'm 31 now. So that's when I started. So I've been doing this a long time in the sense of just kind of helping people through that, made my own mistakes, help people overcome theirs and then kind of go through that. So now the mission really is leveraging and helping people through making home ownership simple, helping real estate agents and home buyers win kind of in the marketplace in general, and really catering to kind of that new age home buyer for the most part and first time investors. So, um, you know, helping them build wealth and protect wealth is just as important. Yes, absolutely. And although I'm not in real estate anymore, I do still hold my license. And I know that's kind of how we initially got connected was me being a realtor, you being a mortgage officer. And again, while I'm not in real estate anymore, like I come uh, individually, you know, I completely value what you're doing in that space. And we need more people educating on these things. That was my whole 
platform when mm. I was a real estate agent was education about home buying was way more attainable than we ever thought it would be and things like that. And so I love, you know, just the realtor in me loves that you have a big education platform in that way, because financial literacy, financial education, real estate education is absolutely vital, 100%. Absolutely. And it's great. And I love your platform kind of in general. Like you said, I know you just went on like this purge, you're really kind of catering into a new audience, which I think is awesome. But I think combining this is so, so crucial, right? I mean, the real estate mortgage industry has the highest divorce rate of like anything, has some of the worst health practices across any most sales positions, um, because it's not really a job. It becomes a legitimate lifestyle. And so some people love it. Some people freaking hate it. And so I think it's it's just an interesting piece to kind of to kind of go through there. And, you know, I just I love the, your platform that you had as a real estate agent, you know, doing all social stuff, the marketing. I um, mean, that was like back when I was kind of trying to get involved into marketing. So, I mean, I'm only a couple of years into doing this whole branding thing and building a brand. So it's pretty awesome. So thank you. Yeah. And and, and I think if off right off the cuff, if someone was like, oh, mortgages and fitness, you wouldn't necessarily think that the two <laughs> coincide like you were just saying, right. but it really is. It really does. And especially mm -hmm. as mortgage individual mortgage and real estate individuals as they are trying to build their businesses you know it, it's absolutely crucial that they put their health and wellness at the forefront and make yep. it a priority you know like i always say so tell us a little bit about kind of your i guess the the your health story your health journey kind of where you started and and where you are now yeah, so I know this is audio, but uh, if there were any photos, so I'm most people don't get this. So for perspective, because of the physical stature of myself, so I am I'm six foot nine, I'm about three hundred and thirty five pounds or something, give or take these days. Um, but really, the health journey for me probably started, I mean, legitimately started with like weight loss, like everyone is told to do, um, kind of mid uh, summer of twenty eighteen. Um, I mean, really up to that point, I mean, when I was a kid, I was skinny, I was always really small, like I was never filled out. It wasn't until I was 20, 21, had the bank job, didn't really move a whole lot, right? Kind of became the sedentary position and still ate like shit, like I ate like I was 18 and, you know, constantly outside. So that was kind of a progress that led through it. And I think it was a lot of mental, it was physical health, it was your dieting health, it was all this stuff that kind of caveated, you know, one piece to that was, you know, I got married and went through a divorce and my divorce kind of finalized in 2018. And so um, that was like a kickstart. So I went full keto for like four months. Like, I mean, in that time, I was 425 pounds. I lost literally, I got down to about 328. Um, I want to say was where I was at. So I'm still like a big dude, but more built like a, you know, decent fit offensive lineman. Um, but a lot of that wasn't muscle. Like it was just fat was gone. So Fast forward, living life, meet my now fiance into 2018, 2019, you know, kind of just doing life, right? Traveling, we're eating, eating food, kind of doing whatever, like we all do when we're kind of moving forward. Fast forward to the pandemic, we all do that, we all go through that BS. And so there was so much that kind of led up to this whole like understanding journey. I want to say it was January of 22 or December 21, right around the beginning of this year, 
and we were working out, we were with the trainer. And I remember going on a Saturday and I went to a, I went to the sauna and Lauren was out of town for the weekend. I don't remember what for. So I go to the sauna. I sit in it for like 20 minutes. Doom. I have my, my jacket on. I go work out and I go hit another session and I go home. And then like the next morning I go back and do the same thing. Someday in the middle of the week, I wake up and like my entire left side is just covered in hives or what appear to be hives. And I was like, whoa, what is this? Like, I've never had this happen. I've had, you know, some rashes in my arm, nothing crazy. And so, you know, that kind of goes down for two or three days. And finally, I wake up like three days later, I want to say it was Friday. And I'm just in excruciating pain. I itch like nobody's business. I couldn't figure out what it was. We initially thought, okay, maybe triggered something. We don't really know, right? So anyways, I go and the doctors at the ER prescribe me prednisone. I'm like, okay, so I take prednisone and big dude. So it's like double the dose, right? So like here, here's all these chemicals you can take and shove in your body. I'm like, sweet. Um, again, wasn't a biggest fan growing up of medication. My parents didn't really ever do things like we didn't really even take Tylenol. Like I didn't really do any of that. So I've never been a big fan of, of taking meds for the most part. So I go through that a week. I feel great, feel better. The second I get off prednisone flares back up, like what the heck is happening? So I go through this cycle a couple of times and then it's blood work, blood panel, dermatologist. I mean, stool testing, gut testing, like every, I'm like, what is wrong with me? I couldn't break it to save my life. Um, the only thing that then finally started to happen was, you know, one of my buddies was a real estate agent as well was like, Hey, I'm about two months into this process, maybe more two and a half months. I'm itchy. I've gone like, I don't know what's happening. You know, now I've started to just take a ton, I've been taking a ton of medication or all of a sudden uh, I was traveling a little bit to and from Arizona. We hadn't moved out here yet. We didn't move out till August. So I'm back and forth. So flare ups were like bad. I mean, like, I, actually, I don't think I've even shown you some of the pictures, but like my whole face, my, my head would cover in hives. I mean, every part of my body would break out. And so he was like, Hey, I have these situation that came up. Like you should go check. He's, um, he's this, he's a buddy of mine. He's from Russia. Um, and he's like, Hey, I went to one of my Russian doctors. They told me it's potentially this. And so I was like, interesting. So come to find out we're a few months in, they're like, you just have spontaneous hives. And I was like, bullshit. No, like your body's not just breaking out. I mean, these weren't just like little speckles. Sometimes they were patches that would cover like the size of people's hands. And it was just brutal. And so, and they would be in like sweat gland spots or where thyroid, you know, would be main sections. Right. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's something going internal. That's even worse. So I do thyroid testing at that point. Like it's, I do every possible test. They're like, yeah, there's literally nothing wrong with you. Um, I, I'm about ready to like slap somebody, it feels like, right? Because I can't get answers. I mean, and there are nights that I'm just, I literally could probably count on a hand four or five nights where I just am like beyond frustration. I mean, taking a freezing cold shower to like cool off my body because my body's breaking out. And it's like the highest emanated heat, right? Like they were hot, really hot. And so I would just cry. Like I was just, I was bawling my eyes out. I'm trying to build this real estate business. I'm trying to, you know, transfer industries over into a new state, build a team here. Like, and I have this going on. It was driving me bonkers. And so like Lauren couldn't really feel it. It was kind of like, like, sorry, babe. Like, I don't know what to do. So ended up kind of, you know, taking this test. My buddies are saying, hey, I think it's some sort of skin fungus. And I was like, interesting. No one in the planet has even thought that was a possibility. I mean, I've done every allergy test possible. 
Um, so then I started doing more holistic research. And so about four months in, maybe three or four months in, I start seeing an Eastern medicine doctor. I start taking um, like these seven to 14 root teas and ways. So, so all of a sudden I started studying this. I started studying the medical medium, um, which is a amazing resource for those that want to get started. He has books, he has stuff. There's some controversy on his belief system. That's fine. I'm not thinking about that. And so I just started figuring out like, what if food's going to do for me? Like, and started to realize that, holy crap, like God put all these plants on this planet. Like all this stuff is here for a reason. It just is, in my opinion, like I don't believe in the big boom on my side. So it's just like, that didn't just happen, right? Like these foods don't do that, right? This doesn't heal that. This doesn't heal this part. Cranberries don't do this detox. Like it doesn't just, that to me just didn't happen. So started researching like crazy. And I mean, obsessive. Um, and then I pretty much went on, like pretty much vegetarian for two months. I mean, it was just, I'm juicing every day. I'm eating an insane amount of fruits and vegetables and cilantro and onions and like potatoes and stuff that are just antiviral, trying to feed my body everything possible. Um, and so I got to this point where it finally started to feel better. And I felt like I, I got to it and I was still taking some meds at the time. I was still taking uh, like Zizol or, um, Zyrtec, stuff like that. I mean, I have normal allergies. And so I was like, well, I don't really want to deal with that on top of it. So I'm still having moments, still having some flare ups, stuff was happening. Um, I started to realize that, I mean, I cut out alcohol for the longest time and I'm still not like, you know, we'll have wine every now and then, or I'll, I'll, I'll drink maybe a little whiskey, you know, but then, I mean, I cut it all out and then I would test stuff and be like, okay, I had wine. Okay. Well, the next morning I have patches. Okay. Well, probably because of, you know, the different chemicals inside of it, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of doing these testing back and forth. Finally, I'm saying about nine months in, it's been about three months now that I haven't really had. I've had one breakout when I had 103 fever. I think that just flared up my entire system in general. And my immune system was, it was crap anyways for a couple of days. So it just, to me, it was kind of this process of really, like now we're so conscious about the foods we put in, all right? I mean, there's an app called Yuka. And we downloaded that. So like when Lauren goes shopping, I'm not allowed to go shopping. So when she goes shopping, she'll like scan the foods. And, and I'm very specific. Like I don't want certain types of oils. We don't want certain types of, you know, corn. We don't want certain types of this. So it became, I think the biggest part of it was just a slap across the face and so much pain and agony to go through really just to, in my opinion, to kind of go back to the roots of who we are as humanity, right? Um, and that app is based off the Europeans food system which we know is a thousand times cleaner than the US. So like you start scanning, so like, oh, this is healthy. You're like, oh my God, it's a nine out of a hundred. You're like, why? Oh, because there's carcinogens in it. There's the, you're like, holy crap. So I think it was just a lot of pain to go through and figure out stuff out and understand it to now being like, okay, I understand what triggers me. I understand what doesn't. And what was crazy about that journey, honestly, was I shared it on social media five or six times. Like I didn't want to share it all the time. Um, but when I did share it, my view count was astronomically higher than anything I share related to mortgages. And the engagement was ridiculous. And I would have three, four, five friends that would comment or reach out to me and tell me like, Hey, oh, I'm dealing with this, or I'm dealing with those highs, or I have this, Hey, when I, Hey, I, I ate like this and this happened to me. And I'm like, well, this is what I've been finding out. And this is all the money I've paid to doctors and Eastern people to like study. And 
you know, acupuncture and trigger. I mean, the guy triggered one time to like flush out my thyroids and my whole system just flared up. And he's like, well, we're cleaning something out. You know, it was just like, it was crazy. So it's been a journey of going through it. But in my opinion, it is so important now to be healthy, to understand the foods that we put in our system and to really understand that, yeah, I mean, it took me 31 years for my body to react um, to what was going into it. But I know there's so many people out there that that need that information or really, truly, you know, need some guidance when it comes to this stuff. So it, it's been one heck of a journey getting through it for sure. And, and we'll still continue to grow and figure it out. Yeah, that's insane. So to summarize, so it was like December of last year or January of this year when you had your first like flare up yeah. or like first flared up. And then you yeah. basically spent, you said nine months going through the Western medical system of getting all of these different tests, having all of these doctors and specialists come back and be like, well, everything looks normal. So I don't know what to call it. And then finally you reached a point where it was suggested to you to, you know, somehow get into more like Eastern medicine and start researching that and then doing like the medical medium and and things like that, it was eventually and finally what gave you some sort of relief and break from it. Is that correct? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the, the time once I stopped putting certain foods, like I can think back, I went out to dinner with my, my in-laws and, and fiance. And I remember having in that meal, I think I had a beer and I had some like calamari or something, right? Fried stuff. And within two and a half, three hours, like my system flared up and it started to like, and that was the moment when I started to kind of correlate, maybe the food is what's triggering it. Cause I always thought it was something gut related. So I always, that's when I started really to like eat really, really light or very different. So I would say it was about six months of heavy Western. And then it was about three months, pretty heavy Eastern. And I literally, I'm probably now three plus months without taking anything western medicine every now and then like i'll still pop my you know my allergy medicine when but since i moved to arizona like i haven't had allergies to be honest so um yeah but it was pretty heavy western medicine and and everyone i mean and that's the thing too like dermatologists right i mean there's they're one of the highest level of medical everything she walked in five minutes prescribed zizol which is like you can buy that at a freaking counter and i was like nice that I felt really they, important and then they bill you for five hundred dollars something like that like, yeah so I never had my story you know this I I never really had like a a run through the western medical system yeah. with in regards to like my eczema and and the acne that I was dealing with like I went straight to a naturopathic doctor thank god because I know, you know, you and and Rachel, who I had on a few weeks ago, had the complete run through the Western medical system. So in regards to those issues, like I didn't have to deal with that. However, when I'm trying to remember what year it was, it was uh, 2015. I was living in Utah. My husband and I were friends, but we were not dating yet. Mm-hmm. I had a horse at the time. I took her out and I went riding like along this Creek Mm -hmm. and I wanted to get her comfortable in water, not necessarily for any reason other than just to get her more broke. That's what, that's what we call it. Right. So 
I want you know, I was trying to like coax her into this Creek and she wouldn't go with me on her back. And so I decided to get off of her and kind of like try and lead her into the Creek. Well, eventually she finally did come into the Creek, but when she did, she stepped on my foot, which was barefoot because I had taken my boots off because I, you know, I didn't want to get my boots wet. So I was standing there in this Creek, you know, with my pants rolled up and she, you know, like lunges into the Creek and steps on my foot and I'm like I'm not like in the woods or anything I'm just a a short ride away from where I was keeping her and I go back you know I managed to like she was tall too and this this story really has nothing to do with health I promise I'm getting there um (laughs) but she was super tall and I somehow managed to get myself back in the saddle with my other boot and I walked her back to the, where I was keeping her, which actually was my grandma's property at the time. And I called RJ. I was like, Hey, my horse stuffed on my foot. I think I need to go to the hospital. Can you come get me? Cause I, I don't remember. I, maybe my family was busy. I don't know. I liked him. So like, I wanted an excuse to like, that was obvious. Right. <laughs> so I call him and I'm like, Hey, I think I need to go to the hospital. Can you come get me? So he comes and picks me up and takes me to the ER. And, you know, I was in the ER for what, like two to three hours. I saw the PA way more than I saw the, I I never actually saw the ER doctor. It wasn't broken. I didn't need stitches. All they did was really like clean it up and, and stuff like that. Gave me a little boot to like a foot boot to wear or whatever. And that was pretty much it. So I lucked out big time that way. But what pissed me off was I never once saw the ER doctor. And then a few weeks later, I get this like $300 bill from the ER doctor. I was like, this is bullshit. You never even came into the room and saw me Mm -hmm. just because you looked at my x-ray or listened to what the PA had to say does not mean that you get to bill me for $300. But that's where we fucking are in the American medical system. And so that like, that really pissed me off. I mean, that was seven years ago when I had no idea what holistic health was or anything, Yeah, but it was like those small moments that kind of give perspective on how awful the medical system is here. Yeah. And it's, and it's tough because it's, you know, I, I do know a lot of nurses or fan. I don't really, I don't have any family members in the medical industry, but friends, right. And that are, that are in the medical industry. And and I kudos to them. Like I could never do it. Like I care and I care for people, but I could never do something like that. um, Purely because it's, you know, it's just taught. And I know there's, there's a page on Instagram and it's, um, oh my gosh, which was funny. This guy's the, oh, the carnivore MD. Right. And so this guy eats like a full animal based diet. So we're talking, you know, totally naturally grass fed eggs and beef and like natural butter and all this stuff that our modern society is like, oh, it's bad. It's really bad cholesterol. And like I took my lipid test, my blood test and my doctor at the time back in California was like, well, your your numbers, you could technically take a medication to lower the blood sugar or whatever it was. I again, being a bigger person, I have really really good natural, uh, really, really, uh, slightly low natural cholesterol, like good cholesterol, but really good bad cholesterol. He's like, well, you could take this to lower it or whatever for, you know, the lipid sugar panels, triglycerides, all this stuff. And I'm like, well, triglycerides are always kind of high because they eat a ton of fruit. 
and they don't test that, right? But the fruit sugars don't ever get to the gut. So they're never getting processed into fat because of the way that the, the sugars are processed. So, and I showed my holistic doctor, and this is a guy that teaches Eastern medicine. Like, so he is very well revered in the industry, was in Livermore, California. And I mean, acupuncture and like thousands of herbs and mushrooms and crap on the wall, right? You're like, all right, like this is legitimately yeah. Eastern. And he looks at the test, he's like, and I told him that he got pissed. Like, I, almost guy on the planet said five words the first time I saw him and then acupunctured me and then started to open up. It was weird. I was like, okay. And he was so mad because he's like, this is what pisses me off about this. He said, so some of his biggest patients that come to him are, are gynecologists because they can't figure out their own problems and they can't prescribe enough medication to figure out what's going on at the female system, what's going on with the health or the cycles or whatever that's, I don't understand it. Right. But they don't understand it. So they come to him and he can like reset them by doing all this, you know, homeopathic, very natural stuff. And it's just interesting to me that again, there's a place for it, but we have a food system that is controlled majorly by pharmaceutical companies, follow the money. It's all there. And then we have 70 plus percent of all pharmaceuticals in the country are consumed by the United States, not a country in the world. Sorry. So it's like, it's just a system built on a system for itself. And that's the frustrating part. Cause it's like, we just need to care. The U S will be like, eh, we don't know if this thing's going to cause problems. Guess we'll find out in 15 years. And Europe's like, mm, yeah, we're, we're not going to do that. So it's yeah. frustrating. And, and my fiance, Lauren, she's traveled all over France and Italy and Europe and Switzerland and done all this stuff. She's been very blessed with that, but she's like, has some kind of gluten intolerance, not that bad, but like cream can't really do a whole lot of it. But when she's there, she can eat all of it, any of it all day. And mm -hmm. it impacts her. Nuts. She's like, I lose weight when yeah. I'm there because it's so natural. Right. And so it's just frustrating, I think at times, but people have to go through a lot. You know, some people go through it. Like I did, they go through the Western system. So like I said, Rachel, glad to know you went holistic, but when people look at a problem they have or a situation, especially medically, Look at food as your first healing properties. It takes longer. Yes. And we're in a microwave society. We want a 30 second fix. I get that. I'm the same way at times, a lot of time. Right. But if you do these things over time, like I juice eight to 10 oranges every Sunday morning, that's like my, my vitamin C reshock every week. Right. I send that in. I have micro C's. I have everything. And then like I made fresh cranberry juice this week with raw honey, with uh, lemon juice that's juice in there with some, some, you know, cinnamon and cardamom just to like give it that kind of, you know, vibrant holiday feel. But I know that the amount of detoxing properties in a cup and a half of cranberries juice like that is insane, right? And so it's just simple things to make adjustments or don't eat the fried thing. Don't have this. Like if you're going to have a drink or have some stuff, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not perfect. Like I still eat stuff now and then, but I would say 85% of what we eat is as clean as we possibly can get it. Right. This is where I have a huge beef as well. When you talk about the system built on the system and following the money is you have all of these people out here, you know, fitness coaches or registered dietitians, which are like honestly the worst people on the planet but you think about like registered dietitians for example they're mm -hmm. like they revere themselves mm -hmm. right most rds 
And I say most. And if you're listening to this and you're an RD and you want to come at me, come at me. Okay. <laughs> but most RDs, I feel like, are more about, I mean, first of all, the funding for registered dietitians for their curriculum comes from big food companies. Yep. The people who are profiting from all of, all of the, the shit that we're eating. And if, if you're listening to this and you're like, you guys, where are you pulling this? Are you pulling this out of your ass? Read the Dorito effect yep. and read good calories, bad calories. It will give you those two books. I'm sure that there are others if you have any others to share. Um, but there, those two books will give you so much insight on how our food has been chemically engineered to be mm-hmm. hyper palatable and addictive and how the government has played a huge role in the narrative of food throughout the course of time. Yep. So give those two a read and then you can come talk to me, but don't do it until you read those books. Okay. <laughs> but it just pisses me off because when people are so constantly failed by a system that was put in place to quote heal them mm-hmm. and then we go off and we find solutions elsewhere like for me it was removing um gluten and dairy it was stress management it was exercise it was removing endocrine disruptors like that's really for me it was mostly removal of things Mm -hmm. and implementing Mm -hmm. just awareness like for you obviously the food plays a big part in it but for those of us who go and find alternative ways to heal ourselves and then we go out and we want to share that right we want to be like this this is what worked for me i was crying in my shower because my skin hurt so bad or Mm -hmm. i was up at midnight scratching the fuck out of my hands because my eczema was so bad um you know, we want to share what worked for us. And then we have these people on the other side of the medical industry who come and they're like, this is bullshit. You're wrong. There's no way that this is, you know, that that worked and whatever. And they just want to completely invalidate and write us off. And I'm like, you cannot deny my experiences. Correct. And the world is finally starting to open up and connect the dots. Like for me, it was COVID that actually opened up my mind fully to this idea of the government doesn't give a fuck about me, Mm -hmm. you know, because I didn't see it for me at at that point in my journey, I was trying to consistently go to the gym um, in early 2020. I was trying to do anything that I could to create forward momentum in my real estate business since I was a new realtor at the same, at that time. For me, it was going to the gym. And then as soon as they started closing the gyms, I was like, this doesn't make sense because exercise is good for you. So why are we, you know, and luckily at the, you know, we live in Arizona, a place where in the springtime, April, May, it's really nice outside. So, you know, we can do alternative things outside, but for people who live in you know, climates where they can't do stuff in March, April, May, because it's still too cold or whatever. But that's what first didn't make sense to me. And then, you know, I was afraid of COVID at the beginning. I was like, you know, when the NBA announced they were shutting down their season and they were postponing spring training and they were doing all these things, like this is stuff that had never happened before. And so it sent me 
and RJ kind of into like a holy shit what's happening kind of deal yep. and I remember being afraid of it and then one day I just woke up and I was like you know what I'm not gonna fucking be afraid of this anymore I trust my body to fight off crap like this and I guess if it's my time then it's my time yeah but then I that's when I really started to try and put forth effort into paying attention to what I was doing to my body to support my immune system and then later on that year is when I then got my hormone testing and food sensitivity test testing done the first time but it's just wild to me that that these people with all the alphabet after their name and not mm-hmm. to discredit like higher education yep, yep. but higher education does not mean that you can deny the experiences of somebody else. A hundred percent. And there's a lot in that, that I totally agree with. And, you know, it's kind of referencing, I was trying to find it really quick on my phone, but that carnivore MD, Paul Saladino is a doctor. He is an MD. He's a double board certified doctor, right? I mean, you're talking 17 years of education in the system. Um, and he talks about it a lot on his, on his Instagram. And again, he's a very extremist in his viewpoint. So I'm not condoning a lot of it, but I've learned that there, you have to see the extremes of both sides to understand where your middle ground is. And Mm -hmm. so it's crazy because he said in that 17 years, not one time, not one time, do they do a course that's intentional that you have to get to graduate that's around legitimate nutrition legitimate understanding you know and we were in the bay area at the time actually we were technically in alameda county when the pandemic hit in california um and you know alameda county tends to be a very liberal leaning county so it immediately it was shut down it was mask gloves lines to get into freaking whole foods all the gyms shut down i mean lauren and i were still trying to do some stuff at the house but we weren't experts we didn't really have a whole lot of personal training experience at the time um, you know, we were doing two or three miles a day and walking, but there's only so much that can happen. And Mel, I remember looking at pictures even before and after like those four to six months. And I was like, holy shit, like it, it packed on pounds. It was easy because what are you doing? You're at home like you're eating. So I remember I went keto for like three weeks again, which the, after I got off it the first time, I've never been able to commit to it legitimately since. And it's again, I don't think it's fully crazy healthy at times, but and and I lost like I want to say it was like 25 pounds in literally like three weeks just because of all the stuff that had been happening during that time. And, and that was the thing too. And, and I was never, I would never say, and you know, saying this probably first time publicly anyways, I would never say I was really a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist or anything like that or anything into the stuff. I was just kind of, I kind of followed it, but stuff just didn't line up. Right. I mean, information didn't match up all this stuff kind of coming through. And so I tried to do a lot of my own research and I was talking about like pages and different industry and news channels and all stuff to be like, what's going on? Like, why are we shutting down, like you said, the gyms? Why are we not pushing health and wellness? Why aren't we pushing, you know, hey, eat these kind of foods, you know? No, um, San Francisco shuts down gyms, but leaves strip clubs open. I'm like, yeah, that that's real COVID friendly. So a lot of it just didn't make logical sense, right? But again, it wasn't supposed to be logical. It was supposed to uh, attack an emotion or cause an emotion reaction. Um, was it real? Yes, I do believe that it was real. It was a pandemic. It was a thing. I believe it was a little over infatuated because in the end, if we tested the level that we tested for COVID that we tested for just a normal flu, we'd probably have very similar numbers. And all of a sudden, if you look at the CDC guidelines, the COVID-19 is now considered a common flu almost, right? It's literally been downgraded 
but the vaccine has caused over 118,000 deaths. You can look that up. That is also public information. Um, and that statistic is about 5% of what their actual data is, right? So it's crazy. Again, not going down that path nuts, but it's like, we didn't push the right things. We pushed the wrong things. And it hundred percent kind of made me very skeptical of our Western medicine. Right. And we went to Jamaica at end of 2020 and we we're like, we are going, we are not like, you know, 12 months into this or, or nine months into this. And we're like, we need time away. Mm -hmm. And like, you had to go through the ringer to get out of the country. Right. And I mean, it's an island country. So obviously something happens worse, it's worse for them. So it was going through all these things, going through the testing, doing the stuff, getting your nose friggin' annihilated by these tubes. And like, I was like, something is wrong here more and more as you go through it. So I believe there's a lot of the information is out there. Like we can heal ourselves. We can make it. If you're going through something, talk to somebody that's not, that doesn't have, you know, that has the experience, doesn't just have a biased opinion, in my opinion. Um, again, certain things you break a leg. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like eating meat and organs isn't going to help your broken leg. I get that. But like understanding what those things are for you. And so going very much natural. I mean, we tend to lean pretty pescatarian. And I still love my red meat. So I still do that, but I'm very picky on where I buy it now. Like um, just the quality, right? People think, oh, well, it's cage-free. Cage-free doesn't mean shit. Just means they put it into a field and they jam-packed it in a field instead of being in a cage. So um, it's just understand what these are, follow some of these pages. I think a lot of the medical medium books, I haven't read all of them cover to cover, but insane information on what's out there how these foods heal, what they do for you. I mean, we're talking people have healed themselves from cancer. We're talking people with Alzheimer's, like people have gone through and healed themselves from insane things that even Western medicine has a really, really struggle time doing. Um, one big example is Jordan Peterson and Michaela Peterson. Jordan is a huge speaker out of Canada. His uh, daughter is Michaela Peterson. Um, and they went very, very much like the animal-based diet and healed, like she said, her eczema, she healed depression, she healed all this stuff because there wasn't all these chemically induced foods sitting in her system, seed oils causing all these joint problems and stuff like that. So it's been an interesting journey, just learning it and then implementing it, being just conscious to it, not being perfect. Again, it's progress, not perfection, um, but I'm definitely very much into how this correlates into your success just in general in business as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, branching off of that, how would you say that kind of this, I, I mean, basically putting your health first to put it mm -hmm. very broadly to having a, a, a third eye on your health, basically at all times, being really conscious, creating these habits, mm -hmm. exercise, food, whatever, how would you say that doing all of that has impacted your business, your relationships, and just like your life in general? <laughs> uh, good question. Um, honestly, what's kind of nuts about that is I, I want to say at the very, very beginning of all this, I'm not really a half, well, I mean, I can be a half-assed person at times in, in certain topics, but when it comes to stuff like this, I just, I'm like off the diving board, just woo, like, here we go. And so when I did that, I mean, and asked like Lauren, she's like, you, you can't think or talk about anything else. And I was like, no, I can't because I need to understand what the heck this is. So I would say initially the relationships had some like interesting adjustments because she was like, okay. And now she's kind of like 
in the shadow, I feel like coming along with the journey and kind of because she sees that she wants to be healthy, she wants to do all this stuff, you know, she's had her stuff that she struggled with, you know, physically, the acne, whatever, right? We all had this as kids and some of it comes over. So relationships is, I think it's, it's helped a lot because we cook 90 something percent of the time. Like I would say we probably eat out twice a month, like straight up. Like we don't really eat out. If I do eat out 90% of the time I eat out is, is grabbing a lunch, grabbing a meal with somebody else, a partner or something. Right. So it's been good for the relationship because we love to cook and she loves to bake. Like, so she, you know, finding alternatives and baking, right. And different things and not, you know, having these crazy foods. So, you know, Sunday night is uh, we make fresh. Well, she does. I don't. She makes fresh pasta every night on Sundays. Right. It's it's her Italian tradition. And I love that. And the difference of the quality. Right. If you're like, holy cow, like I can eat two bowls of that and feel full, but not gross, you know. And so it's been good on the relationships, just understanding that. And then it 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 creates a lot of conversations, um, which has been fun to really do that. Right. And it's one of the things that we connected on. Right. I was like, hey. You know, I think that's where, you know, you're on my podcast. It was like, hey, like the real estate thing is cool, but I really like this part of your journey. Like, I want to talk about that. And so that's been fun in business. Um, it's made me a lot more conscious to the things I do. Right. And I think you've talked about this. People are like, well, how would health and business go hand in hand? I mean, you can't really separate them. Right. In my opinion. Right. And whether this is a, a nine to five job, you're self-employed, you're a corporate owner, you are a real estate agent, whatever you do, you don't even have to be a business owner, I think, for this to be an impact. But I think if you're a high performing business owner, uh, it 100 percent makes a bigger impact because the quality of your thoughts, like, are you clear? Do you have clarity in what you're talking about? How you're thinking? Is your mind creative? Right. Or, you know, one of the things I love coffee. Uh, like love the, I love coffee. And so, but I, even with the testing, I'm like, wow, I I'm feel, I feel the difference of what coffee does and doesn't do to me. Right. So this morning I had a little bit more than usual and I was like, okay, it's the two o'clock, three o'clock kind of, I feel that well, kind of happening. So it's like, okay, make sure I cut back instead of four cups a day. I maybe have one or I just do decaf because I'm like, I like the flavor um, or I'll do a mushroom coffee that I have, right? To like stimuli for the brain and, and stuff like that. So the conversations I have, the ability, I feel more awake when I'm eating healthy, when I'm working out, I got sick for a week, so we didn't really go. So this morning was the first day back in about a week. Um, and that's okay. So I think, again, it's not perfection. But when I'm not healthy, I feel 100 times worse than when I am healthy, when I'm eating the right foods, drinking enough water, intentionally trying to go. And it's not so much that you have to make this huge overhaul is what I'm starting to kind of realize with myself. Like I don't need to, you know, just be super strict or do all this stuff. It's a matter of balance. And so I think that is impacted positively in the end of it. It's not, you know, short-term again, I feel like it was a lot of adjusting, but business relationships, the conversations that you have. Um, and I think once you get to that, you feel better. Like when I was eating really light and I'm eating a lot of fruits and vegetables and antioxidants and onions and stuff that were like really good for you, like bloating was going away. Like I felt fresher. Like I felt like I could wake up. Like I didn't have coffee about three months testing it, just eating super clean. And I felt more energy because it's just my body just working off of the stuff it's supposed to. It's not tightening the stimulation, stuff like that. So I'm working on lowering the coffee intake, but you know, don't get at me coach. So it's just like, <laughs> it's trying to figure it out. So I think the overall 
impact is 100% positive, but you will go through speed bumps in that process finding it. Yeah. Yep. 100%. And the thing that I always like to remind my clients as well as remind myself at times is that chronic illness does not happen overnight, Mm -hmm. but neither does healing. Like they both take time. That's why, like, I just, I think about all of the people who like 40, 50, 60 year olds, 70 year olds who just have the absolute worst quality of life. Mm-hmm. And that's just from a, a lifetime, multiple decades of unhealthy habits and yeah. trauma stuck in the body and, you know, a whole slew of different things. And I'm just like, that's not what I want for my life. And I've already done, you know, 29 years of damage, <laughs> damage <laughs> right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, because I fall into the same thing of wanting to just dive in head first, just mm-hmm. no holds barred, that kind of thing. But I do have to remind myself that it's okay to fall off, to not be perfect. It's all about, and again, what I tell my clients is it's all about awareness. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'm aware of what's in a Dr. Pepper, but like I'm still consciously choose. It's informed consent at that point. You know, yeah. I'm choosing to potentially consume a Dr. Pepper. I don't really drink that much soda. That was just the first thing that came to my mind. Uh, I get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not about perfection, and especially in today's world, like yeah, sure, it would be great to like make all your own foods and make all your own bread and like. There are people who homestead, which is amazing. And it's so cool. But like even those people, like there is still some point where you may have to, you know, choose something less than ideal or whatever. But when your body is in a position to be able to process that stuff better, then it doesn't impact you as badly as it does when you've been, all you've been eating is the same thing every day or the same shit every day, you know? So I'm glad to see that you have like noticed differences in just how you feel and how it's impacted your business and then your relationship with Lauren and stuff. Um, This was all, of course, something that I also went through, you know, going through real estate, burning myself out, realizing how important health really is. Mm -hmm. And then now realizing, oh, like more people need to know about this. (laughs) So I'm glad that like our paths have crossed, but you also went through your own journey, you know, similar to me. Awesome. Okay. I want to ask you just one more question, then we'll wrap this episode up. This is what I like to ask every single one of my uh, guests on the show. But what does living a swolistic life mean to you? Mm. Well, I think it would be kind of, honestly, if you just summarize, I think in a nutshell, the whole conversation, it comes down to kind of that word of awareness, honestly, right? And it's, it's being aware of what you put in your body. It's being aware of how does that impact you? Um, and for me, that journey and kind of living that specific is, is just prioritizing health in, in, in every capacity. Right. I mean, it is the gym. It is maybe going for a walk. It is doing, you know, the right foods. It's, it's choosing 
there's fried chicken as an option. I'm going to have the vegan curry because it's going to have more vegetables. It's it's whatever the situation is. That was our holiday dinner. That's why I picked that. And so it's just like, what is the option? So it's, it's looking at pros and cons and choosing the one that's just slightly better or the better option than the other option in front of you. And I think that also correlates to not just the lifestyle swillistic you want to live with, but you can correlate that into every single aspect of your life. And I have many popping into my brain right now, things that I could choose the better option for, because in the end, it moves the needle in your life better than the other option. I like to say small choices lead to massive momentum. Yep. One degree now changes a completely different location three miles down the road. Exactly. Yep. Oh, I love it. Okay, <laughs> Bryce, tell everybody who's listening where they can find you online and go ahead and share any, like if you have any events or anything coming up that um, anybody listening might be interested in. Absolutely. So I know you have a pretty heavy real estate kind of focus clientele and base that look here. So uh, Bryce Franson, the lending giant is that's the that's the tagline. That's Instagram. Uh, my Facebook is just Bryce Franson. I don't really use my personal business page, uh, and YouTube is starting to build out as well. Uh, the podcast is still in some technical production on the back end, but that will be the Giant Mindset podcast that'll be coming out. That will be officially launched before the end of the year. It is public. It's been recorded and stated. Um, and then the one event that we do have, we will be doing a monthly connect um, with one of my title partners and it's gonna be elevate your business roundtable in 2023 so it's gonna be all things social media and business execution going into next year um you know the whole navigating the market there's all that stuff it's pretty common out there um, but we'll be doing that on january holy cow 9th january 9th um, from 10 to 12 that's going to be here in phoenix at the pioneer title office at 1550 east missouri That'll be on my Instagram later this afternoon as well. Um, but that's going to be a monthly event, either at the Pioneer Title or our office here in Phoenix as well, um, just to connect, to collaborate, and to share the things that are helping everybody win as we get into this next year. And we'll probably include some good old swallistic ideas as well. <laughs> yes, I love it. Everybody, you need to go follow Bryce. He's just an awesome guy to know both in and outside of business. And we will have all of the links for the um, roundtable event in January and as well as links to Bryce's social media in the show notes below. So make sure to go give him a follow. But Bryce, thank you again so much for being on the show with me today. I'm excited for you to launch your show and our episode to finally air. Thank you for coming on. And we will go ahead and wrap up this episode, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, remember to make yourself a priority. Bye, guys. Thank you for spending your time with me in today's show. I truly appreciate you so much. To learn more about training with the Soulistic Co., check the show notes to learn more about our available programs or to schedule a call with me to get started. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Miss Jessie Lockhart and at Team Swolistic. I hope you have the best day ever and I'll chat with you next week.